0: Hello, Guardians. Happy Thanksgiving to those of you in the States. Uh, my name's Dan Fendity, and this is Destiny Digest. Now, normally, this is where the music would come in. This week, we're doing things a little bit differently. I have Saltagreppo the three-time world's first raid champ here on the show today, and that's going to be a majority of of the episode. There's not really a lot of news other than you guys blew through a, a bunch of milestones <laughs> for the community event that was supposed to take two weeks, um, and with no TWAB, we're just going to release a, an episode a little bit early. Enjoy your holiday. I just hope you have a good time with it. This episode gives like some excellent insight into uh, world's first prep. Um, just low man prep in a lot of ways and uh I-, I hope it's useful enough preamble let's just get into it salt dude <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> for popping in this it was a. Uh, it was some tedious waters there, <laughs> getting getting the technicals all worked out. But thank you so much for uh, for showing up today. Uh, how are you feeling?
1: Doing good. I hope you're doing good too. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, this is th- this is kind of a big episode. This is th- kind of the first one that's 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 specially going out before Friday. It's with you, so people have a lot of questions, and you're kind of, a, I would say. You're you're a person of interest in the Destiny community. Would it? Would you agree? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. People are interested in, in what you have to say. You're a thought leader in in the Destiny community. I nerfed Divinity after all, so yeah, yeah. I mean, you single handedly nerfed Divinity. There was no no way that that wasn't in the works before somebody at Bungie saw your tweet and was like, you know what, that guy's right. <laughs> you know. But, uh, for the folks at home, uh, why don't you tell them where they can find you on the internet? If, in case they don't make it all the way to the end of the episode.
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitch mainly, Saltagreppo, uh, Also on YouTube, where I upload most of my challenges. And then uh, on Twitter, Salta 2 because Salta Greppo was taken. <laughs> and that's, uh, <laughs> that's pretty
0: much it. So, where... Why don't we start off at the beginning? When did you you play Destiny One? Yes,
1: I started playing a week free of Destiny One. I didn't <laughs> start playing right away because so I bought I bought my Xbox One and Destiny came with it. Let's say, and I didn't start playing right away because I wanted to get max level on Titanfall and I wanted to finish that. <laughs> so once I once I was oh, done with yeah. that, I started playing Destiny.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. So what, outside of it just coming with your Xbox, like what drew you to it? You you mentioned Titanfall. Was it, was it because it was like a, a fantasy shooter or?
1: I played the bet and I thought the bet was kind of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, it was just a game I was interested into. And also, I don't know, I didn't think about it too much. I was also 13 years old when the stream came out.
0: So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had those young thumbs yeah. <laughs> going into it like so when you did you did you play the raids in destiny one
1: i played vault of glass probably around uh, i don't know two months after it came out i didn't have a team or anything like it was super hard to find people i was super excited when we managed to put six people together (laughs) we didn't finish it but we got past templar i think the first try
0: heck yeah that's awesome that's awesome so was that like mainly like an lfg experience kind
1: of yeah just people i knew on xbox just friends friends of friends i didn't use lfg i don't think uh, there was i definitely didn't use lfg i don't even remember if it was in place on xbox but i didn't use it
0: what are the things in destiny that intrigue you the most about about the world about the gameplay about uh, just the game as a, as a whole
1: uh, I mean, definitely the gameplay. That's one of the mm-hmm. best things about Destiny, and most people agree with it. It just feels good uh, to like shoot your weapons. It feels good uh, to move it. It just feels smooth. Whether mm-hmm. that's changing or not, because some of the current changes are are going against this kind of like slide nerfs, jump nerfs, hot yeah. swap nerfs. So yeah, we're kind of losing a bit this feeling, but it's definitely still there. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, the gameplay is just awesome compared to other games. Uh Then, I I actually started as a PvP player more than a PvP player. Like, I started, let's say, getting good at PvP in, like, year 2 of Destiny 1. I went from, like, a 0.8 KD to, like, a 1.3, then, like, a 2 KD. So, in Destiny 1, I was more of a PvP player. Like, I, yeah. I just started with that because it was fun. Then, in Destiny 2, I realized that the PvP wasn't exactly to my liking anymore and so I started uh branching more into pv and I found very enjoyable to do raids with fewer amount of people than required
0: mm-hmm. because what, uh, what was your favorite gun what was your favorite gun in destiny 1
1: uh definitely as luna I basically only AS use luna. that as luna matador and uh I had uh yeah striker titan with double mm-hmm. lightning nade You could that's skate back then.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and this, um, you mentioned, like, coming into D2 and and the competitive, the PvP side not necessarily being um, your favorite. There was, like, that was when they changed it to, like, a 4v4 format.
1: My biggest issue with PvP, and that's still something that happens even now, is that when we swap to Destiny 2, they just massively increased the hitboxes. Or like aim assist or bullet magnetism. Mm-hmm. Or anyways, I don't I I can't tell you exactly what. The thing is, in the beta with double primary, I was not able to like outgun my opponent. Like I was mm-hmm. getting trade kills very often because I wasn't missing and that was let's say normal, but the opponents weren't missing neither. Let's say. Mm-hmm. So th- that's one of the main things that changed, I think. So in Destiny 1, I remember one of my most one of the clips I was most proud of, it was me, like, triple tapping with nine shots with an uncannon, a team in trials. Like, in Destiny 2, it mm-hmm. doesn't feel anything crazy right now to do that, right? It's mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was one of the main things that uh, made me move a bit from PvP, because I just didn't feel like aiming was rewarded anymore. I, I was mm-hmm. still on console, but yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. So, and then not having so... a special weapon, you didn't have those hero moments either. Like, if you can't outgun your opponents, you didn't have a special weapon either. It wasn't as fun for me to like remain in a one versus three and not be able to do anything mm-hmm. because of a get team shot. So yeah, that was four before also amplified that obviously. You're right, compared to three versus three.
0: So you you'd mentioned the um the changes that are that have been coming to the game, like with with aerial effectiveness, with slide nerfs, and everything like that. Um, those seem to be coming at a time where it, in Lightfall we're going to be having. The uh the new subclass um, the, the name is escaping me right now. Strand for whatever reason. Strand we're go- we're going to be getting Strand. Um, do you feel like maybe they're setting up some of those nerfs early, so so as to not have it be as much of an impact in Lightfall when Strand is available and everybody's Spider-Manning around with a shotgun, or like do you feel that it was more a more immediate decision? For the sandbox that we have right now.
1: It's definitely possible. Like, I'm sure they are doing those changes also thinking about Lightfall. I s- mm-hmm. still don't agree with it. Like, let's say I would rather not get Stranded than to get combat binated on every other subclass.
3: Mm-hmm. Let's say.
1: If that's the reason why we're getting those nerfs. Anyways, I don't think it's going to be, like, that big of a deal because I think they mm-hmm. confirmed that the grappling hook is going to be your grenade ability. You're not going to have infinite grenades, so it's, like, you're not going to be mm-hmm. flying all the time, I suppose. I don't know what the <laughs> cooldown will be, but, like... <laughs> your, fl- your flying will be on cooldown. Like, getting rid of your grenade is usually a big deal. Your grenade is the strongest thing you have in your kit, apart from your super, of course.
0: Let, let's go to, like, your your raid days. So, when was, like, the fr- like. When was the first time in Destiny 2 that you were like, I want to be competitive at this. I want to... I want to seek out titles. Uh,
1: so I always wanted to be competitive. Obviously, I was well mm-hmm. aware... I w- well,
0: right, in PvP. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> so no I meant hard. even in PvP.
1: I meant in Pv. like in day mm-hmm. ones. Like, I... I remember we cleared the Karota week one, like, Monday. We also mm-hmm. cleared Kingsfall like, week one, Monday, after six days. Then we actually got, like, Verrat day one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I was on console with, like, just some random Italian friends that didn't have a set team or anything. But I always, like, tried to do my best to clear the raid day one. It didn't matter as much back mm-hmm. then, though. There was no emblem. Anyways. Uh... Yeah, I always, like, tried to do my best, but well knowing that there would have been no chance for me to, like, actually get a word first, because I wasn't that good at the game. I didn't have that good of a team, so it's like... Mm-hmm. uh You can say that things changed when Bungie added cross-save, because after... Mm-hmm. Like, when, before Keep I just swapped to PC, and it was like, okay, now I'm on PC, now I can actually compete, because I don't think it's possible to compete on console. Like, it's just, you're not gonna mm-hmm. win. there's no way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, when I swapped to PC, then I was like, okay, I need to find a clan that, like, has good requirements so I can start, like, uh, competing seriously. My goal, honestly, wasn't, like, to win. I just wanted to clear Day 1s. I was, like, very disappointed to not be able to clear Crown on Day 1 with my Italian friends because most of them were just kind of casuals and Crown was pretty hard for the time. Not Mm -hmm. many people have that. Actually, only one team cleared it between PlayStation and Xbox, so it wasn't easy. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, So after that, I wanted to join a clan where I would be able to comfortably clear the ones. And I just Mm -hmm. found Elysium in the big LFG Discord that they were posting in the clan recruitment section. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They were the clan with the stricter requirements, and so that's why I applied.
0: Okay. Cool, cool. So, so you're like, okay, they got stricter requirements. I'm like, I want to do this content anyway. What, um, were you playing? Were you messing with anything beforehand to try to improve? How, how do you, um, how do you view improving as, as somebody who wants to be competitive or is trying to be better at the game? In, like, how do you improve
1: in PVE? Doing challenges, let's say helps for example duo trio solo raids solo dungeons solo dungeons is a bit more simple but still they are they both require you to be mechanically skilled and to be creative or a fast learner let's say obviously the more time you put into them the more time the more you master them but still they do each each one of them teaches you something each challenge like you, you have to use different skills to complete them they're they're just very fun usually uh uh, so yeah, I just, uh, I remember like in year one, Destiny 2, I did the uh, duo Kalus with one of my console friends. So I was already mm-hmm. starting to approach those kind of challenges. Not that it was anything crazy, but still. Then on console, I did solo Argos back then. at on console, it was actually kind of hard to track those orbs on yeah. controller. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, as soon as I swapped to PC, I was like, all right, now I'm on PC, I'm going to do all of them. You know, you, <laughs> can, you can also, you can also get those like, tags on the raid report which is kind of cool they tell yeah, you yeah yeah so i started doing like duo flawless crown that was one of the hard ones like the full raid mm-hmm. uh, then there was duo final boss on like scourge of the past uh, uh full uh, trio flawless last wish spire wasn't uh, possible with less than five people then yeah solo mm-hmm. Argus. i did it again i did it on another on titan i think and mm-hmm. yeah, those kind of things. Like I just started doing those challenges, and then of course the solo flawless dungeons on, on on even other classes. Because I remember I did solo flawless dungeons even back then, like on console. But on PC it was much easier, and I tried to like yeah do them again in other classes or faster. So I just started to like mm-hmm. challenging myself and doing those things that I found fun.
0: There were I've got a series of questions over here uh, coming from Twitter and Hive and and Spotify. Um, I have a question from Pigeon. Um, as somebody who wants to learn deeper systems and mechanics in Destiny, what is the most surprising function, feature, or mechanic you've come across in your challenge style content?
1: Uh, what does? Is this asking for like a crazy tech that gets used in a challenge?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <sighs> what? What is the? What is the mechanic or tech that like has been the most surprising? you as a as a challenge as somebody who seeks challenge
1: i don't know i don't know about surprising because i'm not surprised when like <laughs> glitches got found you know <laughs> anyways mm-hmm. uh i don't know i feel like some of those finisher texts that now got fixed were kind of crazy for like solo eight and also descent where you will do a finisher and after five seconds you will get joining alice and teleport back at the start of the encounter like things <laughs> like that were kind of crazy i guess
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, though.
1: Mm. I would have to think about this, but... I mean, most, uh, most of those challenges are kind of straightforward. Like, you just have to be fast and do the encounter. Like, not all mm-hmm. ch- not all of those challenges actually require some crazy tech. For example, Crown of Sorrow is a raid that you can do with two players, but they're not using any glitch. You're just being fast and rotating around the map quickly, for example. Mm-hmm. So... Not all of them require anything crazy, let's say. Uh, yeah. Usually yeah. it's just like trying to do the job of multiple people at once, which helps you improve at multitasking and like paying attention to different mm-hmm. things, which uh, learning how to operate under pressure and do many things definitely will help you in know, a day one, where sometimes maybe someone dies and you have to do the job of two people or like you have to like yeah. quickly catch up and understand what to do, those kind of things. Also, I would like to say that many of the challenges I did that didn't feel new to me, so to say, because even if I didn't attempt them on console, I did play with many random players or LFGs, maybe on like Destiny 2. And not, anyways, players that were maybe new to the game didn't know what to do and I would still try to clear the raid for them. So I would, let's say, do maybe the raid with three people, even if we were actually six in the third team. So yeah, I was, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you aren't always gonna like teach them. Sometimes people just wanted the loot that was gonna help them, and so I was, I was kind of familiar with some of those texts because I used them even while not being a, you know, the year, let's
3: say.
0: Even even when you when you were in a in a room of full of people, yeah, <laughs> you you had you had the understanding, you had the knowledge of like, oh, okay, like I need, I need to not only clear out the night, but I also need to read on the plate <laughs> at the same time, like you need to be able to kind of like stick and move a little bit when it comes to, to worlds first. So you've won three of these already. Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel like, um, on the next one, especially now with how, like we've seen social media react, react to some of your, um, some of your feedback. Do you feel like maybe you have like a, a target on your back for the next one?
1: I mean, I feel like people, <laughs> some people are gonna be happy if I win, some people are gonna be mad, and that would happen mm-hmm. with or without social media presence. When you win three in a row, some people have enough, an and some people cheer for you. So I feel like that's uh like next Somebody's day one, on
0: their hero's journey to take you down.
1: Next day one, if I'm gonna win, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you won because you made Dungeon Earth Divinity." If I lose, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you were only good with Divinity." So there is like no winning, you know? Like it's someone is gonna be mad, that's just something you have yeah. to like be okay with.
0: Yeah. So, so when you tweeted that out that morning, <laughs> what did you expect to to get from the the community? feedback wise did you just expect it to just do nothing or i mean i i'm not gonna like
1: i wasn't planning on arguing with people whether div needs a nerf or not because i know it does Mm -hmm. it has like a 90 percent win pick rate in raids so it's like that wasn't i was mainly asking if people had like better ideas for a possible nerf without actually killing the gun that was like i just wanted ideas actually like the idea i gave on my tweet isn't even the idea i have now because some people brought up better ideas for example that mm-hmm. my point like my my goal was just uh, to spark conversation uh, i didn't really
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were you were you were out there being like they have to do this they have to do yeah. this now and it's all because i want to win the next title it wasn't that Like, that's very clear that your intent wasn't... (laughs) I
1: also firmly believe that a nerf to Divinity goes against my team because we won three times using Divinity. So it's like, we're clearly good at that. If we change the play field, the playing field, we may be worse at it. Like, I don't know. It's, you know, so it's like, I don't think it's Mm -hmm. smart for me if I only wanted to win to, like, ask for those things. I put that like, why would they change, uh, yeah, how we play?
0: Do you feel like the changes that they're making for restoration also play into, play into things that are, are going to, um, hinder your team?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think the changes to restoration will do much in a day one scenario because mm-hmm. you're permanently sitting in a well of radiance. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't get nerfed. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, the changes to restoration are good. They're good changes because mm-hmm. it healed way too much, but it probably still yields too much. So. Uh it's still gonna be too strong and it's not even restoration itself being strong, it's, we now have a permanent 40% damage resist, which mm-hmm. automatically makes like, for example, a 50% damage resist is the same thing as saying I have double DHPs and double healing so mm-hmm. any resist makes healing stronger and we have so much resist that any amount of healing is just unbelievably strong I don't think much will change next day one uh, with the restoration changes, I still think they're good changes but we have other issues that make survivability too easy compared to like what we had before. Let's say. I also don't like we were with we like what four people on stasis, so it's not like we were using restoration. Yeah. You just when you sit on a well of radiance, you cannot die, and that's that, yeah. that's probably my complaint number one about the game. When people uh, when people like ask me, "Oh, why did you nerf the beat You couldn't have asked for other things." I'm like, "Yeah, I should have probably asked for well to be
3: nerfed." <laughs>
0: Are I mean th- that's something that's something that when we had the conversation with like the PvE Sherpas uh, a couple week back like I did I, I did a huge panel with a bunch of folks from like the Sherpa and PvE helps community and that was something they they were like yeah well's going to have to get hit before like really the game feels kind of chall- more challenging yeah. to them
1: it's like I don't even like personally, I'm even okay if well heals you enough so that you can't die in it in a normal mod raid. Like I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. I just would I just wish that during a day one raid or a master raid you actually had to use Bander Shield or Cover or like literally anything mm-hmm. and just not sit on a well of radiance. Because it just kills any other like defensive ability. Why why would you use it? You know, like mm-hmm. uh
0: Are you are you arguing more for like um team synergy over necessarily like just kind of these like a panic button
1: team synergy is good but even just using cover and like placing your just moving your character while you play like let's uh, say because right now mm-hmm. it's not really required you know Like, uh, also there is one issue with 12 uh, that's new uh, okay. is that like they changed how supers work right with super tiers mm-hmm. so uh for PvP, I don't like different supers having different tiers because I don't like it being well and bubble simulator whenever it's zone control or like in trials, right? Mm-hmm. So for PvP, I don't like that aspect of different tiers, but I, I can understand uh, it changing uh, to incentivize less camping waiting for your super. So I can understand that. Well, on PvE, it's the opposite issue. I don't think it really matters if different supers are different because you're going to get your super anyways mm-hmm. every phase the issue is that with this change in pve where damage equals super amount that you regen like you can actually get your well in 15 seconds with a decent build you have it permanently mm-hmm. Th- that's causing a lot of issues like back then like I remember teams where I think team actually went into garden of salvation with six warlocks with well because it was so good may as well have like <laughs> six wells and it's a valid strat. Yeah. it still is but now, now it's no more a valid strat. Not because well is strong, just because with two warlocks you can have infinite ones. So it's even more of yeah. an issue because you just supers don't feel like supers anymore. They almost feel like grenades with a decent build, you
0: know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I can see that. I like. I've been I've been solo flawless-ing, um a couple of the dungeons that I haven't in the past this season, and I was using I'm using Lorelai. Even at, like, a plus two restoration, all of those things... I wasn't worried about much outside of gravity or water. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Like, <laughs> like, in duality, you can't die outside of, like, getting booped off a map or a bell or, like, a mm-hmm. backpack. And, I don't know, I would much rather ads being, like, threatening and not have to die to cheese than this. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: When, when you are... Um, When you're prepping for a day one raid, what are some things that um, like a lot of people are asking questions from from Twitter, like uh, Red Guardian asks, how do you maintain such consistency across worlds first when you're prepping for it? How do you determine weapons, subclasses that you'll take in for different runs uh, to make them efficient and quick?
1: I mean, we we play the game. Quite a bit. So we, we just, mm-hmm. let's say, know the meta. I know that's not really an answer, but we just know, like, if we see an update and we're like, Oh, out rifles get five percent more damage. I'm like, okay, that won't change anything. For example, like, you know, so we already mm-hmm. know what the meta is. It's not really shifting that much. Like nowadays, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a couple years that the meta is just use divinity and plays a well of radiance, shoot the boss. That's pretty much it. Now, sometimes yeah. it's easy rocket. Sometimes it's linears, but. You know, it's not like we have anything crazy going on right now. So we just we just kind of know what's meta. We obviously check mm-hmm. every new weapon that comes out to see if it could uh, shake it. But yeah, like as of right now, any weapon that stasis is just better because you have font of might on demand and 25% more damage than everything else. It just any weapon that's not stasis just can't be good. We're in a weird meta. So unless they make another linear. With, like, better perks, which I don't think they can, because Reeds has triple top firing mm-hmm. line. It's like, yeah, we know that gun is going to be met unless they're nerf linears, and we don't have to put much thought into it, for example. Then we know we want to okay. bring two or three well-of-freedences in any day one, and then for the mm-hmm. other classes, whatever damage super is good, they're, like, good and clear, doesn't really matter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many hours a week would you say that you and your teams put into playing... Destiny leading up to day one races. You mean together? Yeah, well, either together or like individually.
1: Uh, I mean, we don't play together. we think we did one raid before we played Vogue, then we did another raid before okay. we did the, like, mm-hmm. we play just, together. Just maybe. To kind of get the gang together? Yeah. <laughs> we did, we did like one master raid, just to warm up and like test things, but not anything particular. Like we do play together, maybe as groups of two, groups of three doing challenges, but we never play as a team of six. Because okay. there wouldn't be really any point in doing a raid with six of us. It's, you know, it's like, what do you really learn? It's like, mm. uh, so yeah, we we also don't do raid speedruns or anything like that. So,
0: yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like putting ankle weights on. <laughs> so you, you kind of put ankle weights on, do do cha- two and three man challenges yeah. in order to gear up for those day ones. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean,
1: we're definitely like doing it less now. Not everyone is as invested into the game. We mm-hmm. we just make sure that we all are on the same page. Like we all have reads, of regret with like Godroll. We just need to make sure everyone has uh, the loadout required and, like good uh, mm-hmm. artifice armor, those kind of things. Good exotics, good stats. Then if they want to play Final Fantasy for two months, I mean, they they can do yeah. it. You know, like it's it's not like there is much to do during seasons, anyways. Uh, if you if you don't want to,
0: yeah. Look Like basically, I can't I can't imagine. Especially kind of like during this season, um basically, you're just gearing up using pinnacles first and foremost to catch up f- yeah. for the most part, and then the back half really there's not a lot to do when it comes to like core playlists to to keep you engaged outside of your own like own personal challenge, yeah, like uh, do you find yourself playing a lot of destiny right now, or I mean,
1: I play it because I obviously stream. I get more views when yeah. I stream Destiny, so I have to play some Destiny. And I also, I mean, I, I enjoy it. I don't do it against my will, let's say. Like, I enjoy doing mm-hmm. many of those, like, GM speedruns, some challenges. Like, it's, it's kind of fun. But I don't play to, like, gear myself up. That's what I say. I just mm-hmm. do kind of, I just do fun things, do challenges. Yeah. So I personally play
0: yeah. quite a bit, mainly due to the stream. Gotcha. Gotcha. So are you looking at Lightfall, looking at the raid, that's coming with it what do you think outside of the things that you've mentioned looking into season 20 which seems kind of kind of nuts to ask um what do you feel like will be some of the strats that you would use going forward
1: okay so uh i mean first of all we need to test strand which Mm -hmm. to be fair looking at it it doesn't look like something i would use because why would you need movement in a day one i want to ask like there Mm -hmm. are other ways to move you can even use this word with eager edge you know so it's like as of right now it doesn't look too exciting in that regard but then we don't know we just have to see the numbers warlock is a Mm -hmm. bar super that super may be crazy you know maybe better than a dunder or i don't know i wish they're gonna do some cool uh aspects that, I don't know, maybe you use the grappling hook and after that, your next shot in the air does triple damage. Something crazy like that. You oh, know? okay. Yeah. Like, like, Izanagi, you know. So, I I really hope they do something to spice it up. As of right now, it doesn't look too promising. But mm-hmm. we will have to see Strand. Especially the Titan Super that's, like, it spins, like, Burning Mole, and that just never works in this game. It just, <laughs> it doesn't connect very well. You usually teleport by the enemy, so... But we will see. We will see. It, it's probably gonna be a lot of fun I, it doesn't look promising in a competitive scenario, let's say. Okay. Uh, gotcha. While well, regarding other strategies, if they don't change how Supreme Willmaker works, you will have to use a or to with Font of Might, because it's just mm-hmm. overpower. Uh, and then you will have to use Divinity, as long as the boss isn't super easy to crit, because... Mm-hmm.
3: uh
1: doesn't matter how much debuff Divinity gives. Now it's fifteen. It could be even zero, but as long as they allow you to stack a tether on top of it, why wouldn't you just mm-hmm. use Divinity and use tether? It's like if the bosses are too creative. For example, if you like, if we had to go into Vow Day One now, you would mm-hmm. still use Divinity and Rulk, You wouldn't just use tether because yeah. it's of aniger debuff. It doesn't make any sense, right? So there is no it puts the cage around it. Yeah, there is just no trade-off for using the gun. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. Uh, oh man, divinity I just, is gonna be. I used. just thought of. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just thought of something stupid, like uh adding like a life leeching ability while using divinity. <laughs> so the longer you give the crit bubble, I mean, like you're giving, you can life just sit in a well to feed it. Right. I mean, that's okay. Salt. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're losing your health, you're True. not gonna die, way well. <laughs>
0: yeah 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 that's that's true but at the same time it's like well if you're asking for a trade off why not a little bit of that health bar there sir Uh (laughs) Uh, it's Um, it's really not about trade
1: off like if if the gun allows you to do full damage while shooting the cage it will be used in any mm -hmm. boss that's not easy to create and not necessarily uh, not necessarily a boss that's hard to create but even the first time you enter an encounter you just don't know what to expect you don't know how long the damage phase is Mm -hmm. so it's better to have a constant 15% then to toss a tether and then the damage phase is too long and uh, you just run out of debuff. For it example, runs out. so it's like it's just yeah. so easy and consistent that like first approach you will use it. Then I can definitely see divinity being used less later on when we know the raid. If we know that it's not a boss where it's good,
3: mm-hmm. then I
1: can see that. For example, a boss like War Priest, if it had a shorter damage phase, it's not that hard to hit. And if it was shorter, then I could see some people just using a tether. So we will just have to spiral, mm-hmm. but our first approach as of right now will just be going with divinity and let's see yeah. what happens. It's just safe for your the first couple of attempts, let's say.
0: Well, and that's like with Golgoth, it's it's better to use tractor cannon against him now.
1: Because Golgoroth isn't hard to create and yeah. Yeah. And you can tractor.
0: Yeah. Um Revenant 5333 asks do you prefer day one raids to be waited for mechanics to overcome or a series of DPS checks?
1: Uh I think DPS checks are kind of fun, but the most fun thing for me would be sur- uh, having like having it to uh, be hard to survive, which mm-hmm. probably won't happen. But I remember crown day one garden day one. They were just so good. Like I, I was dying to the enemies. I had to respect them. I had to kill them quickly or I would be killed. Uh, I, I want to get some of that feeling back, let's say. Uh, so that would be one of the the things I'm looking forward to the most. Again, though, I don't think it will happen. Just a dream, let's say. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, regarding mechanics, I mean, it just needs to be a mix. Like, there needs to be everything in a day one. Mechanics need to be mm-hmm. not necessarily hard to find. I think it's better when there are to execute. Because finding it is cool, but, like, it's in Destinies, like, if you want to compete, you have to stream snipe, let's be real. Like, everyone shares mm-hmm. info. So, whatever... Like, finding a mechanic first will give you, like, an advantage of, like, 20 minutes. But then everyone will yeah. catch up. So, like... uh I mainly just want it to be hard to execute more than uh, hard to find. Because something hard to find can even come down way more to luck than anything else. Right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: While I know that if something is hard to execute, I know my team... We'll likely get a good placement because we're gonna be good at that. Like, you know.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: so do you <laughs> do you have like somebody uh, like a man in a chair scouting other streams, or we are you did are you for the last dividing your opinion?
1: okay? Like we didn't do for Vogue. For Vogue, we leaded mm-hmm. the whole time. Actually, we we had I uh, think forty or fifty minutes advantage over ev- over every other team or a minute and Mm -hmm. 30. It was like a crazy adventure. Then we got stuck on Gatekeepers. We figured it out after like an hour and 30 minutes, but then everyone instantly catched up because they got told uh, how to do it. And we only won by 10 minutes, I think. So after that, we were like, okay, let's get like a seventh person in the call so that that doesn't happen. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That that, that way it's not like your attention's not split. Yeah. Somebody like that's somebody else's like domain to be like, oh, hey, this is, Like they're already on this, and this seems to be how it works. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like on on VOW we were buying, on VOW we were buying quite a bit. We didn't really understand first encounter. We were missing the fact that we had to shoot three symbols and not all six of them. So it's like then we saw that from like other chat giving info and like other streams. Then we also had two hours of error codes, but that wasn't <laughs> That wasn't the only yeah, thing, that's... you know? Like we are also not understanding first encounters. So having someone in the call that's like, oh look, shoot three symbols, not six, like you're getting that wrong. That that's that's that helps. Now I know some people don't mm-hmm. like it, but if you wanna be competitive, you have to. Like that's just how <laughs> that's just how it is. Hard to compete against someone stream sniping you when you don't get any info from the outside, you know, like it's
0: mm-hmm. Aki and Fam ask. What advice would you give to somebody that is more casual player looking to get more serious about in-game content? What activities should they pr- be prioritizing and what weapons should they be chasing?
1: Uh, activities, solo dungeons. I'm not going to say flawless because I don't think there is any value in doing something flawless over doing it. Mm-hmm. It's just more annoying. You have to replay the, the boring part over and over. Mm. So solo dungeons are good. If you're comfortable doing solo dungeons, I mean, that means you're pretty good at the game. And then, uh, yeah, raid challenges, like, as I said, three or two raids, uh, are very good too. You have to find people for it. I know not, uh, it's not easy, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's best to find people that haven't done it because if you find someone that has mm-hmm. done it, they can kind of, let's say, carry you and then you don't learn much. So it's better to mm-hmm. like find someone willing to learn with you, which isn't easy, but if you do, it's good because then those are also people that you can maybe build a raid team with for day one, possibly. Mm -hmm. Weapon-wise, I would tell you to grab both Ted and Rizagret, but they're both no more in the game, so unlucky. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Arbalest is probably the strongest exotic in the game, uh, like, special for damage. Mm -hmm.
2: It's
1: it's just better than any sniper, even if the snipers use Font for some reason. And it has Mm more total damage, so... No reason to just not have Arbalest equipped. It's also super strong against shields, super strong against Barriers but It just does everything. So grab Arbalest. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, for Red Clear, Forbearance is a good uh, grenade launcher from Valve the Disciple. Uh, you can mm-hmm. even play double special. Uh, despite the fact that Bungie said they fixed uh, getting more EVs when you run double special, that's not true. So you get a, a crazy amount of EV bricks if you run double special for some reason.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've noticed that a lot I use Glaive and arbalist all the time and like just put on finders and it's still pushing out those purple bricks for me
1: then uh, I don't know I mean there are many good scout rifles right now with like Demolitionist or like honestly Demolitionist is a good perk right now getting your grenade back faster in a meta where Mm -hmm. grenades are so strong it's super valuable there are some good SMGs I often use my SMG from, like, uh, duality with, like, Demo and uh, Golden Tricorn. So, I mean, there isn't really a primary weapon that's necessary to have. Let's be real. Like, you just want to have Arbalest. You want to have a good linear. If it's not Raids, it's fine. Get the Cataclysmic, four times the charm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to suggest bait and switch. I'm not uh, a fan of it. At least yeah. for day one. When you don't know how long the damage the damage faces. You may find yourself a reprocking beta switch when there are two seconds left and you wasted your time. I don't Focus Fury isn't the best perk, it's just more consistent for a day one. Uh, so yeah, that's a good. Honestly, we have typing in the game now. There is not even a reason to like. If you don't have Riz, mm-hmm. you can just use Typan. You're not gonna have font, most likely, because you're not gonna have a void well. But triple tap firing line, it will do its job. Uh anything else? I mean, have Widored. Widow doesn't mm-hmm. work with more people, but you want one Widow in your team sometimes. Not in every encounter, but like sometimes it's nice.
0: Yeah, uh, just to do that tick damage. Yeah,
1: it's very good. Uh, even if someone is using bait and switch, uh, which makes sense for whoever is, well, is on Well of Radiance, because they can also get like a, a solar well, maybe, mm-hmm. for fun. So yeah, Widow is good for that. It's also risky though, like you may miss the wither shot and not proc Bait Witch, Switch, so it depends on the boss, obviously. Uh, then like subclass wise, if nothing changes with Strand, I would suggest any day one team to have three people stuck on Well of Radiance. We only have two, mm. but that's because we prioritize playing our mains. Like we did them mm-hmm. three for Vow and Vogue. We had two for King's Fall because we just, uh, we had a new member, so we, it was under main, and it's better to play your main as long as you have at least two Warlocks, let's say. Um, mm-hmm. also, we knew that we knew how King's Fall was going to work. So you can kind of work with like less, but in a new scenario, having more panic wells can only help, let's say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We knew even on King's Fall, like Night Talk for Hunter was going to be good because bosses are far away and that's just a chunk of them mm-hmm. in case we weren't going to use font for any reason. Uh, other subclasses. I mean, Titan right now, it's add clear wise. It's overpowering any subclass you use. You can use. Mm-hmm. Embers with Sintos, you can use Ertovin Most on Void and Dark, super strong. You can even use Stasis with Ertovin Most, or even the, the, there's another chest piece that makes your can be a Crystal, that's also good. Uh, you can mm-hmm. kind of use whatever, Titan. Hunter, I still yeah. feel like it's the weakest class by a okay. couple of years, but it's still now with Tether lasting 12 seconds instead of uh, 8 and a nerf to Div. There is definitely more of a reason mm-hmm. to use a, a debuff hunter. Uh, the new one to punch hunter arc build is super strong. You're permanently invisible and you can't die. Not yeah. really practical in a day one, but still something <laughs> that I like, keep in mind.
0: Uh, it, so- I've been playing around with that, with that more n- yeah. lately and I'm like, Oh, this is, this is surprising. This is fun.
1: <laughs> there should probably Just- be a cooldown in Assassin's Scout. I don't think you should be able to probably oh, it. Every, absolutely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then Solar Hunter is also strong. I don't know why they nerfed Blade Barrage. Like, I don't know who is going to use Blade Barrage mm. in a serious scenario. Like, it's so inconsistent. I have no idea, honestly. But yeah, they...
0: Yeah, they there was that video that came out like early... Was it this season or last season? Where where they shot... <laughs> they shot Blade Barrage away from Ribbon's mouth and it just sucked back into... <laughs> to, the orb? Yeah, 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 the eyes. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, insanity. Nah, I, I, I think that's primary. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I don't know. It's like, it's... Okay, it's the highest damage super in the game, but who is going to actually use mm-hmm. it? Like, unless it's a massive boss. Now, I don't know. Maybe Lightful there is a massive boss like Riven, so they didn't want that to be so powerful. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, on paper, it's like, who's going to use that on the Rulk Or, like, Warpriest. You're just going to miss all your super, yeah. and then it's worse than a talk you know? So, I don't know why they left that, but Night Talk is still very strong. Styriter Scales is still very strong, like either arc or the Triple Shot Goldie. So yeah, that's super valuable for sure. So far. Then we just don't know the meta will change. Uh, yeah. And then you have Stasis Hunter, which is the strongest class if you want to use Font for damage. If your mm-hmm. damage has to be Font, use the Stasis Hunter because you can reload the weapon with your Shuriken. And you actually have a good super. Like, you're not going to use Warlock or Titan super and... Roam around for two hours, so it's better to just toss yeah. your science and school. It will at least do something, you know, like while you damage. Mm-hmm.
0: What would you say your favorite bosses have been in your world first runs?
1: Uh, you mean in those that I won, or just in raids in general? Yeah.
0: Uh, well, in raids in general, like what what do you prefer in in your bosses in your in your?
1: My top three bosses are easily. Uh, Axis from Wrath. Uh, Wrath is my favorite trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galran from Crown and, uh, Valkaur from Spire for sure. Those are my three okay. favorite trades anyways. I don't know exactly the order, but I would say Wrath is the best that those bosses were also good. I
0: think they, the very mechanic heavy. Uh,
1: not this, Galran, not, I mean, a bit, a bit. Yeah.
0: Mm hmm. It's like because you had the light switch, and then you had to take care of the hand. Like there were a lot of moving parts to it.
1: It's like they were good for different reasons. Spire was good because at least on year one, uh, on year two, after like well came out, Spire became a joke. That's very real because you would just okay. place well and just bake the boss with coil in two seconds. Uh, in year one, where you had to like pay attention to the missiles, like I'd. Anyway, surviving on the four plates to bring up the elevator was very hard, even if you had the kneeling rift. It was like very challenging. It was, Spider was just a good experience as a team of six. Mm-hmm. It was one of the few raids that was actually like, your team had to think and like, it was, it required coordination uh, to like a greater extent. And that's also due to the fact that you could not do the raid with less than five people, which. Mm-hmm. For some people, it's a bad thing because yeah, you can't do challenges, but it made the, the raid better as a full fair team experience. So, you know, I, I appreciated that. Let's say not that I appreciate uh, actually a raid that's good for what it's meant to be more than like something mm-hmm. that's broken and like you know you can do it solo. Let's say
3: yeah,
1: like when when Val came out, there was no encounter that I was like the second day I was like. Okay, I don't know how to do this. I just knew how to do all of them with three people. Exhibition maybe was a bit tricky, but like, you know, everything was just straightforward to do with three people. And I don't think that's very healthy for something that's meant to be done with six. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: do, do you feel like the design philosophy might be so for some of those encounters post day one so that people can find find comfort? Like, a comfortable job in there?
1: I mean, maybe, but then... Yeah. At that point, I feel like we should have uh, difficulty options like we had in Destiny 1 with more mechanics in our mode. Mm-hmm. I know they say they don't want to do that anymore, but if they want the uh, normal mod to be very welcoming, that's fine by me. But then give players that want something more or something else. You know, like... Mm-hmm. uh Anyways, regarding Crown. Crown, as I said, could be done by two people, but Crown, at least when it came out, was just... It was good because unless you were, like, a god back then, you still needed six people. Not six, mm-hmm. but you still needed more people because you actually were, were going to get overwhelmed otherwise. Crystals, like, yeah. deceptions, many ads, So it's like... That was probably the only raid we ever had where even if the mechanics were for two players, it was still pushing you to, like... uh it was still challenging, let's say. And it was still... You still had all this plenty to do because, yeah, there were just so many ads and so many things to pay attention to that, yeah, it, it was good. Um, but Crown and Wrath were so fun because you, being good at the raid, were able to put so much, like... Were able to help your team just so much. Like, one good player on Crown and Wrath was able to, like, do almost everything. Like, in Destiny 1, you could use guys on left and right and do... Like half the the encounter by yourself, you know, and that's super fun mm-hmm. when like uh, when like you can contribute to that extent. It needs to be hard
0: though, obviously. Yeah. Moving into like a like more of a seasonal tone. So this this past season, uh, how how have you felt about this past season so far?
1: I mean, not very well. <laughs> uh, I okay. just I'm just not a fan of seasonal content uh, as a whole. Like, mm-hmm. I know many people have the idea that, like, content creators prefer this model because there is something, there is always something to do in the game. I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather play another game for two months, but get quality content, like, two or three times a year, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh That's just how I see it. Like, uh, like I prefer the model we had, uh, for example, in Destiny 1, Year 1, where there were, like, what, three DLCs? And Mm -hmm. they were, I would say they were, like, better than Seasons. Like, even, I mean, even year one and year two of Destiny 2. Like, we had three raids Mm -hmm. a year. That was sick. Like, we... So, I would obviously personally trade that. I know that's... I know content roads aren't good for, like, live service games. I'm just saying, for my personal enjoyment, I would rather that. I would rather good content less often than Seasons... Four times a year, like, because I, I don't think they have the manpower right now to just provide the quality that we deserve. Let's say, like some of those activities are just not up to standards. Like, I don't know, expeditions are just, I don't know, you just sit on the payload for like five minutes, and you know, like it's
0: yeah. Expedition was, I've uh, I think I've talked about this on here before. Whereas, like with expedition, I I feel like catch crash they're trying to capture like a menagerie style approach. Yeah. To to content and catch crash, fulfill fulfills part of that like overall run in go into a randomized room, kill stuff, and then you have a final boss at the end, and then you get loot. I
1: actually think catch crash that, is pretty good, like overall.
0: Yeah, i I think the challenge for for master i I feel like it's a it's a fun encounter. It's fun to do on master um and i enjoy the different encounters that you go in there for yeah no i agree expedition just expedition felt like it was an extra thing that was kind of like they wanted to design something for vanguard ops in year in, in next year after lightfall so they're like okay we'll add this into vanguard ops playlist i, <laughs> I like it feels designed for that Right. I mean, like
1: I don't know. They're just so much more boring than any other strike to me. Mm. Like they're just time gated. Like uh, in an activity, something I look at the most when judging it is: is it time gated? Like, can I speed it up by being good? If the answer is no, yeah, then I'm just not engaged because, like, unironic mm-hmm. in an expedition for Alphabet, I may as well be AFK. Like the same thing will happen, you know. Like it's. Or anyways, one of the three players can play and it will progress at the same speed. I agree, Catch Crush is pretty good. Uh, yeah. Like, all the encounters are actually kind of speedable up in Catch Crush and with a coordinated mm-hmm. team. And there is one of the bosses, the one you have to wait waves, that's kind of boring, but that's just one of them. I feel like no activity just manages to be as good as manager, in my opinion, for a simple reason. And that's because Artifact exists. Like, I think Mm. Manager E had such a good art mod. It was called Prestige mod or whatever. There was even Mm -hmm. a triumph to do it with three people, which was sick. I remember it took me a couple days because it wasn't easy. And like, I like when a seasonal activity brings you like the next difficulty of things and it's like challenging and there are things to do in it. It's kind of cool. I don't know. Like, artifact existing now makes it so... That goes for any master activity, even raids. I just don't feel good about doing any challenge on it or clearing them because I know that that's not what the difficulty level should be like I can there can be some random guy that AFKs the moon for two weeks and then he's playing Mm -hmm. it on easy mod and just that thought doesn't make me appreciate the difficulty option as much like I would like the difficulty options to be set to have contest modding like Mm -hmm. hard mods the fact that I can just oh this is too hard I'll just go do some bounties that just makes it the experience worse for me personally Mm-hmm. So that's what those if, activities are failing to do compared to managerial had the set difficulty like minus 15 or whatever.
0: What do you feel like the fixes for for artifact power then do you just remove power from the artifact entirely and just let it use it for the track.
1: I think artifact get... was an awesome idea to allow people to still play content without having to engage with pinnacles like mm-hmm. I don't mind it being a catch up mechanic until you are at pinnacle level. I don't think it should be an infinite Mm
3: -hmm. level
1: afterwards. Like, uh, it's just, I don't know. You can either put a cap to it, because if they're worried that removing artifact will drop playtime for casual players, why don't you just drop artifact level to plus 20? Who reaches that unironically? Mm -hmm. If someone doesn't play much, he will not reach plus 20. You can cap it at plus 20 and you've solved the problem. Like, unironically. Obviously, I would rather it to go, but I know some things aren't realistic for, like, player engagement, you no know, stats. So mm-hmm. yeah, either put a cap to it or not, don't require it for end game activities. Mm. Like GMs don't require it. GMs have contest. And that's the reason why you see so many people doing solo GMs and they mm-hmm. feel accomplishment when they clear it. Now imagine if GMs weren't capped then you could just overlevel them. Like who would care about a solo late blade if you can play it like a patrol zone, you know? Yeah. So it's like GMs. Uh, I don't like GMs as an activity. Like, I prefer raids than okay. strikes, but GMs have the best leveling system by far. Like, now, I would rather them be accessible to everyone. <laughs> I would, I don't like that you have to be plus 15 to access them. So I, yeah. I would prefer if anyone could access them. I, yeah. Again, those are just things they do for like engagement and like force people to like play. And I don't agree with it, yeah. but, uh, well,
0: so, at a certain point with, with GMs, it does feel like there is a commitment to like, you must be t- this tall to get on the ride, you know, like to at least meet that if you're interested in going into it.
1: Yeah, but getting plus 15 on the artifact isn't, uh, doesn't show anything aside of the fact that you did bounce. Yeah. So it's just the wrong, uh, stat that they're looking at. Like, also, you shouldn't have to be doing it every season. Like, you mm-hmm. can even have a very hardcore player that just doesn't wanna. Play the game for that season. I don't see a reason why you shouldn't be able to access GMs. Maybe make it so once you have accessed them once... You don't need the artifact level anymore. Like, you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm just saying, I like... uh, The fact that there is a cap to them. And that's the difficulty you're supposed to be playing them at. And I would like to see that in Master Raids. That's Mm -hmm. also why you don't... You basically never catch me doing any challenge in a Master Raid. Because why would they go struggle to do a duo Master Oryx... When... I see some random videos on YouTube of people that are 30 power levels higher than me doing it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact,
1: if you are plus 40 on the artifact, I think, Master Raids, uh, it's actually, like, you have to do less damage than in normal. You actually do more. Like, it's easier <laughs> to do it. So it's, like, it's just weird, you know? Like, I. so, yeah. That's something that every new seasonal activity is failing to do for me. Provide a set difficulty mm-hmm. option so that I can do okay. I did it solo. I did something cool. So let's say, uh, for example. Yeah. But then, since the topic was seasons, uh one of the reasons I think most people found seasons this year more dry than last year is that last year mm-hmm. we got, like, five, four strikes, I think. We got Proving Grounds, which I think is one yeah. of the best strikes in the game. Mm-hmm. It's pretty long, but it's it's very yeah. good. Like, it's high quality for the whole duration of it, I think. Outside of getting hit by rocks and dying in that section, anyways. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> That's kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> It's just a good strike. The boss room actually has a mechanic improving Proving Like you, Technically, mm-hmm. if you're not going to shoot the orbs, you should rotate under the bridge. It's just very cool. Uh, yeah. Now you can cheese it with a glaive, but that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got, like, what, three strikes from, like, the Cosmodrome, which, mm-hmm. again, were from Destiny 1, but they were still content. Like, they made the GM rotation pretty fresh. Yeah. So the, the core playlist definitely got more loved last year. And I would also yeah. argue the PvP sandbox is in a better state. Well, this year, this is an icon that is, like, kind of similar, but we're getting less strikes. When you think about it, we got Lightblade and Birthplace of Divine mm-hmm. only. Uh,
0: we've, we've also... But we've also received, like, a, a commitment for, like... If there's not a raid, then there's a dungeon. Yeah,
1: that's true. But I don't know if that's enough. Like, uh, yeah. I, in the longer run... Uh, a couple strikes are more replayable than a dungeon. Okay. Because when a dungeon, like, isn't relevant anymore, that's it. While the GM rotation is something that's more replayable, either with different modifiers, different seasonal mods. It's, it's, it's a bit different. I mean, dungeons are still better content than strikes, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. when they fall out of relevancy, then they have less replayability, maybe.
0: Yeah, uh, like I don't, I don't find myself rushing out to play um, Shattered Throne. Yeah, very often. Like when it's when it's on the rotator, it's it's not even, it's not really tempting for me to go and go and get anything from. Like if
1: they added a contest mod, like an, an Iger difficulty option to all of those with like cosmetics, I would replay them. Mm-hmm. It's like I played them so much, and they're like. Honestly, like, Shutter Throne right now is so easy. Like, every boss dies in, like, sugar and AIDS. They just have no health oh, yeah. for today's standard. They just... I don't know why they don't try to, like, add the difficulty options to them with, like, some cosmetics. Like, we don't need much, really. Just some incentive to replay them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how do you feel about the the plans for PvP going forward? Like, they've sp- they've spoken about next season, they- they're adding, like, a tier, tier list for the PvP. And... W- with that in the future adding some cosmetics do you feel like that's enough of a of a carrot to go after
1: uh, uh first of all regarding comps specifically there is a line that worries in the top that talks about some skill-based matchmaking now mm-hmm. i don't know what is gonna work if it's i said it on twitter but if it's a sort of hidden mmr which other games have that's fine so to say like there is a rank decay right if you don't play for two weeks you lose mm-hmm. a rank so other games make it so when you come back, you don't play at the rank you ended up to, but you still play at the rank you were at, and you simply gain more points than what you lose to get to go back at that rank faster. So there is one hidden rating that like matches you, and then there is your rating that can decay. So games that have decay have an hidden skill rating. So I can understand that. If that's the case, I'm okay with it. If it's a pure skill-based matchmaking that just watches your stat across the board, I don't like that because I don't want people to be able to throw quick played games and then just have easy games mm-hmm. in comp. That doesn't make any sense. So we will have to see how that's implemented. I suppose it's going to be, uh, as I said, a sort of an hidden MMR, ad- like other games do. But it's definitely worrying. They could have like clarified maybe, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. While regarding if there will be incentive to play comp, uh, I mean, first of all, I'm not sure why... We aren't sure that there are going to be no cosmetics. The web wasn't really clear on that either. They said no, mm-hmm. like, aspirational weapons like Mountain Top, which is understandable. They don't want that, to rep- that situation to happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, aren- we aren't sure if there are going to be no cosmetics. If that's the case, though, that's kind of weird because you announced the comp work nine months before. Why don't you make at least, like, one emblem? It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like, literally, mm-hmm. one emblem for max rank. So we would love to see if it's true. There are no cosmetics. I don't really understand why, because
0: yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like they said after that, after the fact that they're and like on Twitter, I'd have to find the tweet and probably we'll have to link it in the sources for this when, when I find it. But, um, I believe, I think it was Dylan said something that it might not be next season, but it is something that they're looking into in seasons like post.
1: No, no, I, I get it. I just don't, I just yeah. don't think it's a good move. Like, mm. I, to launch the comp playlist without a co- literally anything, like a shader, you know, like, mm-hmm. because it can't be that, like, big of a commitment to make one emblem in nine months. Like, I'm sure they could have done it. So if they didn't do it, it's just a decision isn't like anything else, right? So I don't, I don't get the decision. Mm. If, the, if they were worried that not many people would unlock it, then I don't think that's a worry. We already have day one emblems. We already have emblems mm-hmm. that like most of the community want to get. This isn't a game where you're supposed to, to collect every cosmetic, right? So.
0: Yeah. Uh, there are people who try.
1: <laughs> yeah. There are people, I mean, <laughs> it's like- don't. I, there are cosmetics yeah. for like fundraisers on charity, for example. Like not everyone is going to have that, mm-hmm. obviously. So there is, to yeah. me, there is no problem if you make an emblem and not many get it personally.
0: Yeah. Uh, cause it becomes, it's, I, that to me is, is like, is a goal like yeah. if you're chasing that thing and you want it then you generally will go through what it takes to go get it yeah like I definitely, if it matters to you
1: i definitely don't want to gatekeep gear but the gatekeeping cosmetics mm-hmm. i think that's healthy for the game like having something that all the best we get as long as it's a cosmetic it can't do it it's just something to aspire to
0: uh, and it's like shiny and flaming yeah. like it, <laughs> it like it shows that you've you've gone through a thing
1: uh last thing though outside of mm-hmm. cosmetics since you're asking if like comp will be like an 8 or not so if people will play it I'm worried that in the current sandbox uh, me personally I wouldn't go around being proud of being max rank in comp due to mm-hmm. the sandbox because that probably means I have to play Invis Hunter with a sidearm or some obscure loadout it's like mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy the current set of VP so I also wouldn't enjoy getting max rank and grinding because it doesn't it almost doesn't fill up to my skill, it just fills up to what I'm willing to use to like, you know, win. We mm-hmm. yeah. So adding a ranked playlist will not fix the PvP sandbox with the new inner accuracy systems, light nerfs, all those kind of things that many players, especially those that the comp is gathered to, don't like. That said, though, mm-hmm. I'm still happy they're adding comp because they can still, let's say, fix the sandbox in the future. If they fix the sandbox mm-hmm. and there is no comp, we are again in the situation where people say, oh, there is nothing to do, there is no comp. So I'm okay with them adding comp now, even yeah, if VP isn't in a good state, then they can fix PvP, maybe. I don't know, like, you know, it's like better mm-hmm. to add it than to not add it. That's how I see it. If you had to make a season, what would it be? I mean, would they be allowed to <laughs> not make the story progress and to not make uh, a
0: six-man activity like uh, because I mean, you know what it's- you've been get you have been given specific duties. You are the director for the next season for not next season, but probably like three seasons from now. There's if there's a gap that you would want to fill. What would that, what would it be?
1: I would start with a quality of life season. So do many mm-hmm. sandbox changes, PvE and PvP, uh, buffs, nerfs. Even if people think I want to nerf everything, it's mainly buffs, probably like six or seven nerfs, PvE-wise. Mm-hmm. Anyways... Uh I would uh, add, as I said, many difficulty options like old activities. I, honestly, like I just wouldn't add anything new. Like I will just work with what we have. We have uh, a lot of activities that could be good, could be replayable. They just need some love. So I will just work on that. It will be mainly like a quality of life season, if I could. Just it would fix be called bugs. The,
0: the season of love.
1: Yeah. Maybe we can finally fix the duality bell bug since it's still there.
0: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> that's. That's a rough one, That It happens
1: <laughs> less often, but that's not a fix. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so sad for people trying Solo Flores and they just die. Yeah. I also, like, that thing didn't happen up until halfway through the season. So something they did in the halfway through the season update broke it. I don't understand why they can't pinpoint it. I don't know. It's, it must be something weird.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, they've, they've, we've made jokes about spaghetti code in the past of just, like, it's got to be, like, somewhere deep down in the spaghetti where you just think yeah. like, you just have to like you have to root it out. <laughs> it's it's like it's knotted up in there. And you just gotta just pull it apart.
1: Oh yeah. I will definitely work on all the activities, add difficulty options if I could.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: With
1: a cup, like GMs. So yeah, as I said. Uh and then I mean if I if I could, I would also bring back, I guess, things from the content vault, like older AIDS. <laughs> but that's probably something yeah. that doesn't happen in a season, I guess. I don't know. Uh while if I had to make new activities, uh, I would make a couple of strikes. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just had, I just think proving Grounds releasing in that season just left such a good impression. It fits so well with the story. Mm-hmm. So like, I really feel like overall, if instead of like an activity every season, like instead of several missions or like, Expeditions, we got like a strike every season. It will be so much better mm-hmm. in the long run. Because those are like there to stay. Those are like quality activities. Then I'm sure they take a different amount of dev time, so you probably can do that every season. Still though, even mm-hmm. getting like one or two more a year could go a long way. I don't know. Then yeah, I mean realistically you would have to progress the story if you make a season. Maybe not in the one where you make quality of life changes. But then, yeah. when you when you actually do progress the story, you do have to progress the story. But I I feel like they're pretty good at doing that. Like that's not something mm-hmm. I really want to criticize. Like uh I don't like how several missions are time gated by dialogues. Like I would like story to be narrated more in form of like cut scenes, or at least allow you to skip mm-hmm. dialogues because replaying a several mission with five minutes of cut scenes every time gets annoying. Like uh but. Aside from that, I don't think they're doing, like, a poor job with the story overall. Like, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. the season of the shows and I enjoyed Splicer. I enjoyed the... Uh, I mean, a couple of them were good overall.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What has been your favorite season? What has been your favorite season? For what? In the game. In the game. Uh Like, for you? F- I mean, yeah. If it counts, like,
1: the season of The Forge, I guess, Black Armory. Mm-hmm i just i think that counts <laughs> i mean we had the raid would, so of course that wins we I'd had the count it. we had the raid that like the weapons were so good i mean maybe opulence mm-hmm. though either opulence or like forge anyways those two they bought the, the raid so they have an advantage and then
3: yeah
1: <laughs> i don't know Menagerie was so good black armor he was a, like the forge weapons were so good we got the Zanagi. niob labs was so cool i think
0: mm-hmm. i don't
1: know so yeah one of those oh, two. I
0: remember meeting Sweaty that season. But those
1: uh, <laughs> those really are in season. Those were more like the old OG DLCs. Like, I would compare yeah. more the mandatory season to what Crota's End was in Destiny 1 than a season mm-hmm. have now. It was just... Yeah, I don't know. It was just meant to stay, let's say. Like, it was made in a different way.
0: Oh, man. Imagine imagine if they brought it back now. It would be on that trashed-out Leviathan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you mean the, the old That raids?
0: would, be, that would that would be kind of, yeah, well, if they brought back Menagerie oh. on the Leviathan that we have now, that would be kind of sick.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, as as long they keep it, like, similar, I guess, yeah. I don't really mind if yeah. there are some scorn architectures, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Menagerie adds these flows anyways. It's not perfect, like, uh, right. I even remember, like, there the, was the, the encounter on the gauntlet. That was only good because it was a cheese. You would, like, shoot Prospector and, like, complete it. Otherwise, that encounter was oh, so yeah. boring, like, to do the, the spin three times. I mean, actually, yeah it had its mm. flows, but it was just good. I It had, like, a good foundation. Artifact wasn't in the game. A good prestige mod. A good loot table. Whether the glitch mm-hmm. was there or not, uh, for, like, six times the loot, uh, it was still so good to focus, like, even when the glitch was fixed, I think. That system was, like, a good one, I would say. Like, focus weapons.
0: Hobo Scruff. Friend of the show asks. Um... My main serious question, and that may be a little rough, is how do you keep giving takes that some people find controversial without letting them get to you?
1: I mean, not uh, uh, not giving controversial takes would we'll just be not speaking about mm-hmm. the game. <laughs> because yeah. it's like, uh, someone is going to find it controversial, then, I don't know. Uh, I don't really... I don't want to say I don't care, because if I had to say something, and I had to actually, like, uh, something I say offends someone, I would feel bad about it. Like, if people Mm -hmm. were mad at me for something I did, and that was something, not a bad thing, then I would feel bad about it. But that's, I'm not going to feel bad for saying, oh, this gun is a bit too strong. So it's like, I don't have remorse for just talking about the sandbox and, like, the game, because...
0: Yeah, I, this group of pixels needs looked at.
1: Yeah, like people just bring things too far, but I'm just talking about the game. Mm-hmm. So even if people send me very bad DMs for for it, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm still gonna do my thing, give the feedback in a respectful way, and see what happens. Like, mm-hmm. many people also follow me for that, like to see my yeah. takes on like things, and yeah.
0: I feel like when I when I see you pop up in my in my Twitter feed. There isn't a, I don't, I don't have like a yeesh kind of, (laughs) kind of feeling about it. You know, like I don't, it's, I don't view you as being negative. I, I view you as somebody who's, who's looking at the game from your own perspective. And that is like, this could, this could use some work and, you're you're allowing people to make decisions one way or another right as to how they feel about it yeah. but you're not saying i'm right and you're wrong or i'm right and you're evil for disagreeing with me which i feel like is what a lot of the people who who leave shitty comments on any social media platform is doing anyway so like how do you cope with that because I mean, you're yeah. yeah you're like on a larger on a larger skate stage when it comes to that, how do you deal with that? Like, people leaving shitty comments, you mean? Oh, yeah. Or, like, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, do, do you just look at it once and go, eh, and, and then move on? or? like
1: So, unless they are extremely offensive, like TOS uh, yeah. things, I try yeah. to, like, answer to them and not block them. Because mm-hmm. out of, like, ten people that tell me, okay, you're an idiot, you're trying to win the game, like... There is yeah. maybe one out of those 10 that after I speak with him is like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I I see your point of view and maybe like, you know, it becomes a follower. Maybe he's in good terms after. So I still like to give people the benefit of the doubt if I can. That's something I just mm-hmm. always do like in life, not necessarily on social. It's like, I like to answer to most people if I can. And to mm-hmm. explain them my point of view better because they may, they may have prejudice. So, but then... Mm-hmm. That if they don't wanna delegate and the, or if they keep like insulting me like after five posts in a row, I'm probably just gonna block them yeah. and move on. Like uh, you know,
0: yeah, that's, that's fair.
1: <laughs> you can't. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, I even I even do too much. Like many of my friends tell me, just stop. Like you know, <laughs> dealing with yeah. it. Just close your notifications. I'm like no. I, like I like to talk with people.
2: Uh mm-hmm.
1: And again, in some well, have like of the job. Too, yeah. right yeah like it, it creates engagement obviously like uh and uh yeah i mean, also some people have very good ideas like there are there are benefits to it it takes uh it takes a lot of work but there are benefits to it
0: um i guess so my final question of the night is going to come from uh my friend mr keelan uh he asks what is your favorite destiny moment He knows it'll probably be a raid win, but he's just curious.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think the Vault of Glass win was probably one of the best feeling moments for multiple reasons. The first one? Yeah, because it was the first one. We almost Mm -hmm. didn't believe it. Uh, And it also felt uh, super deserved, let's say, like we didn't. We won normal mod and we won challenge mod and we didn't get any input from like any other stream. We literally were leading the whole time, let's say. So that it also mm-hmm. felt awesome because we let's say we won that one on all fronts and it was like, the first win, so it, it felt unreal. So that's that's probably I guess the best uh best moment.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh it to to follow up with that though, like so so when you win Val. And when you win King's Fall, is it do you, is it kind of like chasing that feeling a little bit? It's different or because
1: for Val we were just yeah. so mad. Like we were so disappointed of <laughs> disconnecting for two hours, getting soft lost yeah. three times that it was more about it it was more the disappointment of one of the coolest day in the year of Destiny being ruined by that than like
0: Yeah. It was a revenge. Feeling good tale. About the
1: win. <laughs> Uh, well, for King's Fall, for King's Fall, I just had so much pressure. So, it, winning King's Fall mm-hmm. felt more a relief than like it felt good because we knew no team had won three times in a row and we wanted to do that, obviously, because that's yeah. an occasion that doesn't happen again. So, I just had so much pressure during King's Fall that it, it felt like a relief. I mean, it felt good, but I, mm-hmm. maybe that much pressure didn't make me enjoy it as much as I enjoyed the first one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I do you also, feel. Anyways, the first win is just the first win. Like it just it feels good. You yeah. know?
0: <laughs> do you feel? Do you feel any of that pressure going into the fourth one?
1: I actually going into your fourth. Don't as much, because the goal was to do this crazy thing and win for an And now,
0: yeah. So you I, already climbed the mountain. You've already yeah. climbed the mountain. Any higher than that, you're just flying. No,
1: anything else is an extra. Like, I don't... Yeah. I don't see a team uh, beating this record anytime soon. Like, it's not easy to win for in a obviously. So,
3: mm-hmm. I
1: I know we did, like, uh, a cool thing. And if we lose the next one, well, too bad. Let's let's run it back in the next one. Like, now the goal may yeah. be to, like, get four belts. Because no one has four mm-hmm. belts, while Redeem has three belts like us, right? So, uh... And but to do that, we don't need to win them in a row. So I'm gonna feel less pressure, personally. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Which is a good thing because I'm still gonna try yeah. my best, but I'm just not gonna. Yeah. Uh, pressure. I, I don't think pressure is good in those scenarios. It doesn't make you. You've play kind your of best.
0: solidified. You've kind of solidified your legacy. Yeah. At this point, at least in the game, at, at least in the Hall of Fame of the game. Yeah. You and Lysium are the, like the first, the first to win three in a row that's a good feeling i'm sure
1: yeah it is <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> salt why don't you tell the folks at home where they can find you again on the internet sir
1: uh you can find me on twitch and youtube uh saltagreppo and uh, on twitter at saltagreppodichu uh i mainly okay. do twitch but yeah you can find me also on twitter for like toast mainly and youtube for as an archive so to say for challenges
0: My name's Danfinity. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Danfinity, where the eyes are else. You can catch me three days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Danfinity, helping guardians through pinnacle and endgame PVE activities or playing God of War. If you'd like to support the show, remember to rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. Anything you say helps us in the algorithms. And finally, this show is listener supported. So if you'd like to give three bucks a month to keep the lights on, head on over to coffee.com forward slash danfinity. That is ko-fi.com forward slash Danfinity. All links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you find what you're grinding for.